Occasional Radio Episode 12. The purpose of life is to enjoy every moment. Xerox and Infinity. This is Side 1. If men create or have fantasies of intelligence machines, it is because they secretly despair for their own intelligence or because they succumb to the weight of a monstrous and useless intelligence. They therefore exercise it into machines to enable them to lighten this load and laugh about it. And trusting this intelligence to machines in some ways sets us free from all pretensions towards exhaustive knowledge. Just as confiding power to political men allows us to laugh at all pretensions to grub men. If, against all the evidence, men dream of original and brilliantly throughout machines, it is because they despair for their own originality or prefer to part with it in favour of the sheer pleasure of machines that grant them by this by proxy. Firstly, what these machines do offer is the spectacle of thought and men, as they manipulate them, devote themselves more to the spectacle of thought than to thought itself. We do not call them virtual for no reason, for they maintain thought in indefinite suspense. Linked to the deadline for exhaustive knowledge, here the process of thought is indefinitely postponed. The question of thought can no longer be asked of them, nor the question of freedom for future generations. They will cross over life as if it were airspace, fastened to their seats, and thus men of artificial intelligence will cross over their mental space, fastened to their computer. Virtual man, immobile in front of his computer, makes love by the screen and gives glasses, glasses by, by teleconference. He becomes a spastic, probably with a, with cerebral handicap too. This is the cost of becoming effective. Just as we can suggest that glasses or contact lenses might one day become the integrated processes of a
here before. The detective sketched the bedroom layout and recorded its contents in his report book. Pondering as he did so, the strange array of items he was listing, a large sheet of plastic covering the beige rug obviously had been cut from the roll of plastic in the corner, and obviously it was spread to protect the rug from whatever activity had been taking place. The roll was four feet wide, a torture board with handcuffs fastened to each corner, the connecting chains running through large holes bored in the wood, measured three and a half feet by eight feet long. The detective found eight sets of handcuffs including keys that from the living room. Keys to the handcuffs were scattered about the floor. On the floor also was a large knife and a sheath, a huge bayonet-type weapon, a roll of binding forks, and a black box containing a dildo 17 inches long, the two were patrolling in bed. In the larger bedroom across the hall, we found a gas mask, a smoke mask, that fitted completely over the face, with vision afforded through the clear plastic front, the closed closets with full of clothes.
Like a 